Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Hopefully your 2016 is off to a great start, that you're motivated, focused, and moving toward having a better year than you had last year, even if last year was outstanding. Clay Young here in the Eye of the Tiger chair in the offices of CYE on podcast225.com, on iTunes, and on the Talk 107.3 mobile app. It's free on iTunes, you know. If you hit that subscribe button, it won't cost you any money. You can get the show there. Get it weekly with all of the guests that we have on the show. You can also download that Talk 107.3 mobile app in your Apple device store or Whatever other device you use, if there is an app store, you can get that Talk 107.3 app for free there. And of course, you can go to the website, podcast225.com, to follow the show. And we always enjoy hearing back from you guys. And uh, we got a good one for you today. Julio Malera is the co-owner of Louisiana Business Inc., he is the co-owner of several online and print publications here in the Capital City area in Louisiana, chief among those, the Greater Baton Rouge Business Report, which is a business publication. They talk a lot about politics as well. They talk about quality of life issues, uh, and they feature businesses. I have uh, done some business with them in the way of buying ads there. I've had clients buy ads in their magazine. Uh, it's, It's a really good publication to get a pulse on what's happening in the region. Uh, The executive editor there, Stephanie Regal, is, wow, she is, what's a good word to describe? Pitbull. She's a pitbull, and I mean that with all due respect and appreciation. She is as tenacious a reporter as there may be in the region, and I've gotten the chance to know her over the last few years, and man, she loves getting the story, and she's good at it, so if you are not a subscriber to the Business Report. You'll find it in many offices around the greater Baton Rouge area. I encourage you to check it out. Great stories about startups in the region, stories about larger companies that are wanting to come to Louisiana, stories about companies that started small here and grew into larger small businesses and then some large companies. Great insight into some of the political landscape that makes up this part of the world and so, again, I mean, I, I really do believe in the publication, and I think if you don't subscribe, check it out. And then there's 225 Magazine, which is largely a quality-of-life magazine, and they do in register. And, of course, the online daily report. You can search all of that stuff online connected to the Greater Baton Rouge Business Report. And then Julio Malera himself is an author. He's a motivational speaker. He is a life coach, a sales coach for people. I've known him for a while We met while collaborating on something in the city and hit it off then, and we've been friends ever since, and I have never seen the guy down. And I think it takes effort to stay positive, to first want to be positive, and then to stay positive, and not only that, someone who likes to motivate others to stay positive. He's a fascinating person, and you'll hear a little bit about how he comes up with his motivation. You'll get his thoughts on what fires him up every day. I actually ask him what inspires you, what motivates you, and I ask him what pisses you off. And he answers all of those questions in the show. And the answer about what pisses him off, I think, will intrigue you. And I think everybody who cares, 
you will agree that, yes, I could probably go along with that. We talk about greatness. We talk about some of the characteristics, the common characteristics of some of the greater uh, Americans, people who have who have performed at the highest level of their chosen craft. And so we, we dig right into it. I really enjoyed the conversation, and I'm hoping you will as well. Next week, the ladies from the Wellness Studio are going to be back, and we're going to talk about depression. We kind of hit on it a little bit in the conversation with Julio, but... In light of what's going on around the country and dealing with mental illness, it's just come to my attention. And I mentioned in the in the body of the interview with Julio that a friend of mine uh, recently committed suicide. And I think that this is a problem that really is going on now across the country and people aren't talking about it. And what are the ways to recognize the signs? I think having people who are trained clinicians in here talking about it is is the best way to go about it because I'm not that. And so I don't want to give advice about how to how to recognize that. Talk to people who deal with it and and do something about it every day and maybe you might hear something that will give you a bit of knowledge that will allow you to say something to someone that will keep them from either wanting to commit commit suicide or doing it. So looking forward to that. Uh, quick thoughts on the political landscape in Louisiana after my conversation with Julio Malera. I'll tell you what I think about the new Louisiana governor and the task ahead of him all after you hear from Julio Malera. And by the way, if you're interested in hosting your own podcast, uh, one of the promos that you will hear on the show talk about that. We're getting closer and closer to launching new shows on podcast225.com, so pay attention. Information about that is on the way. Up next, my conversation with motivational speaker, businessman, husband, father, and all-around good guy Julio Malera is next on podcast225.com. Have you ever wanted to host your own podcast? Coming soon, Clay Young Enterprises and Podcast 225 will be giving you your big chance. You'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment to create a podcast that you can be proud of. You'll have an engineer and a professional show open and close. The Clay Young Show is already considered one of the best podcasts in the state. Get the same audio quality and professional packaging for your very own podcast. Stay tuned for more details. Your chance to have your own show is coming soon. This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. So we're back with Julio Malera, the co-owner of the Baton Rouge Business Report. Actually, it's Louisiana Business Inc. Inc. Yes. Uh, owner of the Business Report 225 Magazine, the Daily Report, both AM and PM, and various other... In register. In register. 1012 Industry Report. Wow. How long have you been in media? Uh, ooh, Advertising. Uh, 32 years. So in that time, if you had to sum up your description of advertising in a sentence, that sentence would be ever changing, uh, never stays the same, uh, (laughs) constantly evolving, (laughs) changes the norm. Uh, How about five, six different sentences? (laughs) See, so I hit him right, right off of the bat with one he wasn't ready for. Exactly. So we've known each other 15, 15, about 15 years. And I've always, I said about you last week that you are a ball of energy. And I know because 
like yourself, I'm in advertising and I'm around people all the time, that it takes effort to be positive. Some people think, ah, it's not that hard. Yes, it does. Because to stay positive is the action of ignoring the negative. What's your motivation to stay positive? Well, first of all, in order to uh, be positive, it takes strength of character. Okay. And that's one of the most challenging things for people. The fact of the matter is that uh, we live in a negative world. Yeah. We live in a negative world, and if you don't believe me, all you have to do is read the headlines of the Daily Newspaper every That's day, right. watch the 10 or 6, 6 o'clock news, and I pro- promise you, you won't be inspired. And so uh, fear, worry uh, are two of the biggest uh, emotions that uh, impedes people's ability to move forward. And so, uh, you know, make it every day. If, 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 uh, uh, while I was writing one of my books, I've written five books, and in 1996 I came across a study that, that talked about the average person in America has forty to 50,000 thoughts. What's interesting is that I just on came a daily across basis? on a daily basis, forty to 50,000 thoughts. Even when okay. you think you're not thinking, you're thinking. Interesting part about it is that 80% of the thoughts that we think every day are come from a negative context. Why? Uh, are things that are not going to happen because Why? of the way the world uh, bombards our minds, mm-hmm. because of the natural thinking. And so you've got to, if, if, if we're getting all those thoughts of doubt, unbelief, negativity, worry, fear, anxiety, you know, I know right now, Heck, all you got to do is look at the stock market, right? Oh, my God, my future. People start getting worried about that. Well, too many people worry about what they can't control, right? So let's start there. That word worry comes from an old Anglo-Saxon when it means to choke the life out of. So Mm -hmm. if all you ever do is worry, you're literally choking the life out of yourself because it produces nothing positive. And so watch this. So instead of... I made, uh, I had this revelation, this epiphany. I'm, I'm 50 now. I had this epiphany when I was 23 years old. I remember because mm-hmm. it was the year before I got married. And I've, I've needed a positive attitude to stay married as long as I have. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, your wife is not going to mess around. Let me tell you if, you, if you've ever met her, you know, <laughs> she does not suffer fools. <laughs> and, and so every single day, uh, I came across a great scripture. Uh, and uh, in the book of Romans, it said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the, by the renewing, renewing of, of your, your mind, mind yeah. right? And so basically what I believe uh, the Apostle Paul was saying is don't be conformed to this world. Don't let the junk and the negativity of this yeah. world, the limited thinking, the cynical thinking latch onto your mind, but constantly reprogram your mind. Feed your mind the right information, the right information, the right inspiration, and whatever comes in... Is literally what comes out. Yeah. And so, so most people are allowing the media in the world to program their minds instead of them being very intentional about saying, you know what, today I'm going to get up. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to give my best to my country. I'm going to give my best to my community. I'm going to give my best to my colleagues. I'm going to give my best to my employer. I'm going to give my best to my customers. I'm going to give my best to my competitors and my enemy. I'm going to give my best to my kids. I'm just going to do my best and and begin the day with that frame of mind. Now, you and I both know there's some days whew, that the highs are highs, some days that the lows are lows. That's right. But the key is to keep the right perspective. And I believe at the end of the day, being a positive thinker, coming to life with a positive bent is all about the perspective that you decide on the front end. So I think obviously I agree with what you're saying, but there is a linear, I guess, amount of thinking 
and practices that one has to undertake to stay there, man. For instance, for sure, most people, and this, I, I, I'm sure you would agree with this. Most people want to be happy. Correct. Most people want something good for the people that they care about. Correct. However, most people don't push themselves to the level of success, happiness, potential, whatever you want to call it, that they are capable of. And often that is a result of their programming, not their ability. Is that fair? That is correct. Yep, I agree. So then for someone, depression is such a major factor, and it has been. We just hear it more. A a close friend of mine uh, committed suicide a couple of Sundays ago. Did not realize he was dealing with depression, okay? He was a politico, always upbeat. People have private pain that they deal with when they're alone because their public persona sometimes is a lot more gregarious or happy than when they're by themselves. What do you say to someone who is wanting to take a shot, but they lack the courage, the confidence, whatever you call it, and those things keep them down or morose or melancholy or whatever on a regular basis. How does someone pull themselves out of that? Well, is that, uh, is that a fair, is that question make sense? Yeah, that's a loaded question. And again, uh, I think it's a very good question. Um, you know, not, not long ago, I, I, finished, uh, I finished giving a keynote at, at this big conference. I was about 800 to 1,000 people there. Mm-hmm. And when I finished, um, a lady walked up to me and she said, um, she goes, what, what, you know, what do you do to stay so positive? You know, and and uh, she goes, you're so enthusiastic and so passionate. Um, you know, she said, I'm fighting depression right now. You mm. know, and and um, and the first thing I said was, I asked her a question. I said, Do you watch the daily news? And she said, Oh yeah, I watch it every day. Stop. You know, right? Uh, do you read the paper? She goes, Oh yeah, every day. Cherry pick. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, right off the bat. I told her, I said, I want you to go on a 30-day news fast, <laughs> okay? Don't watch the 10 o'clock news. Don't yeah. watch 6 o'clock news. As a matter of fact, um, I I literally, I've not read the daily newspaper from front cover to back cover in 28 years. Yeah. And I know everything that's going on, right? All I do is subscribe <laughs> to the Daily Report for starters. But, but. Plug, 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 plug. But, but <laughs> I always tell people, what do you mean? You know, yeah, yeah. you read the paper. Well, you know what? If something uh, catastrophic is happening or something crazy is happening, don't You'll worry. Uh, your mother-in-law will call you. Yeah. <laughs> but let, let me push back on that. I'm, I'm like you. I'm not finished. Hold on. I'm okay, not go ahead. Go I'm ahead. not finished. No, no. That was just one little small um, example because you've got to start somewhere. I okay. think, I, I, uh, look, I've, I've had family members, I've had employees, I've had clients. Uh, you know, I mean, the pressure's a real deal. Yeah. Right? And, and unless you've been through it, you don't really understand mm-hmm. it. Uh, but it starts, again, with making an intentional decision. Most people don't know who they are, why they're here, and where they're going. Mm-hmm. And purpose is extremely important. The two most important days in a person's life are the day that they were born and the day they discover why. Yeah. And really, I'm meeting so many people nowadays, Clay, that they don't even know 
what their purpose is. And I'm talking about successful yeah, you know, absolutely. Know, uh, 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 adults absolutely. Right? in their 40s and yeah. 50s and yeah. 60s questioning that, yeah. right? And not having that clarity makes you begin to doubt what life's about, why you're here. Um, you know, in some cases, you know, again, if you haven't, uh, haven't had certain levels of success or achievement, your, your capabilities, right? Is this yeah. for all I'm here? Am I ever going to accomplish anything? And then again, the world's throwing out all these images, right, of what mm-hmm. success, quote, supposed to look yeah. like, right? Every, every, every model looks thin, right? So right. women going, man, I got big hips and I mean, I'm, you know, I'm never going to look that <laughs> good, right? right. Uh, 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 what, is success based on the car you drive and, and the suit you wear? Of course no. not, right? No, it really isn't. And so again, this is where, and all of that is happening, those images and those voices are going where? Through the mind. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm saying is that my first recommendation, you know, would be is to reset the button. Okay. How does one do that? Uh, you come up with a game plan in terms of what are you going to do first thing in the morning. The, the science, there's scientific research that shows that the two most times of the day where your mind is most open to ideas, absorb information, is early in the morning and late at night. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I get up every single morning, and the first thing that I do is I, I read. I read. Um, second thing I do is I pray. Uh, I think, uh, um, you know, for those who have a spiritual component, have, have a faith component, it's extremely important in, in, in overcoming some of these uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 mind challenges. Right. right? Uh, and then I exercise in the morning. Yeah. So those are three things that every morning, you know, getting, getting oxygen to the brain, um, Moving physically gives you mm-hmm. mental energy. Right? You're talking about building mind, body, and soul is what you're describing. Right, because the soul and in, in the body affect the mind. Right. It, at the end of the yeah. day, all and, and, and so the answer is yes, because there's not a one silver bullet, right? No, no, not at all. But 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 again, you've got to start somewhere in and, and the research. The research shows that early in the morning is a great way to begin. Why? It sets the tone for your day. It mm-hmm. gives you a start. Um, the stress and the worries and the care that they haven't latched onto your mind yet. Yeah. So if you would start there in the morning, like I said, hey, you can start with a book. Mm-hmm. You can start uh, with with some some um, uh, spiritual discipline, whether it be sure. praying, reading. Uh, uh, Reading a devotional, uh, uh, but or just started, meditating, or just meditating. Actually, exactly. just in the Sitting stillness. Quiet, that's right, that's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I yeah. find, you know, it's it's funny if I go too long in a day without at least ten to fifteen minutes to be with my own thoughts. I generally find that I want to do that. I don't need a long time, but I do think it's important to be comfortable being by yourself. Definitely. And and. That is something that I have found over the years working with people. And I've had people even volunteer that that's not something that they're very good at, being alone. Well, let me tell you, a few people have enough. We, we're hearing too many voices in today's world. Right. right? Too many voices yeah. coming at us. And so getting in that still moment, that mm-hmm. silent, man, I, 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 I'll tell you, it's invaluable. What, what, what motivates you the most? Well... Uh, a, a couple of thoughts um, on motivation versus inspiration. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to that. You're ahead of me. I I yeah, get that. But I, 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 uh, well, one pulls, one pushes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you uh, what motivates me every day is uh, trying to make a difference, a difference for my family, a Define difference for that. my employees, a difference for my customers. Um, I think there's a mediocrity. There's a um, uh, 
there's such a lack of excellence. Hmm. Uh, there's such a lack of customer service uh, in today's world. Name the industry, and I can point it out to you. Yeah, that's the reason the fragrance, the aroma of excellence. You can when you are. It's I, different. I can walk into a company and smell its culture. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. right, and and you can tell what's excellent. So, again, what a, what motivates me is not to have any regrets at the end of each day, and yeah. not have any regrets at the end of my life. Yeah, yeah, um, and. It, and so, you know, from there, there are a lot of different uh, uh, um, areas, a lot of different goals and objectives that I have every single day. But to know that I've given m- the day. See, most people are just trying to get through the day, right? But we're supposed to take from the day. Yeah. There are a lot of lessons. There's a lot yeah. of beauty. And again, unless you well, slow Ziegler down. right there. Well, let me tell you, unless you <laughs> slow down and you pay attention, most people are not paying attention. It's like walking in the sidewalks of New York City, Right. Nobody even makes eye contact. You'll get run over if you stop walking, too. If you stop walking, right? You fall down, ain't nobody going to help you. No. Right? And so, again, uh, to really be in touch with that purpose and what drives you. And, and again, for me, over the years it's evolved, right? Because hopefully the older we get with each passing year, we're growing a little bit in wisdom. Yeah. And so uh, I, I can tell you that what motivates me today is not the same thing that motivated me 10 years ago. Because of maturity. Correct. And I always say that age is like al- altitude. The more of it you get, the wider your vision becomes. Right. Because the you more can you see, see more. You, right. can, you can understand more. And I am, I am always intrigued. I'm intrigued by greatness. And what I mean by and it's always been, even since I was a, a little boy uh, from humble beginnings, I never really look back at the humble beginnings with any sense of shame or whatever it, you know, it, it took whatever it took to put me wherever I, I am or whatever I'm doing. But I've always been fascinated by greatness for this reason. I've never wanted to be like, I don't want to be Michael Jordan or to, to be, uh, you know, pick the person I, I but I'm fascinated by the formula in their head, the combination of discipline, insight, motivation, all of those things that kept them driven for as long as they were driven to get to where they got, where, wherever they got to. Kids instinctively are fertile ground for greatness, and so many adults steal it from them. That's right. By what we say, even right. when we're not talking to them. Uh, I've, I've talked about this guy before. T. Harv Eker wrote a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And it's not a get-rich-quick book. It talks about discipline, principles, uh, thinking, practices that you employ to become successful. And he says people have a wealth thermostat. And based upon where your mind is, you are conditioned by the way you think to keep yourself in a situation until you change that. That long diatribe leads me to this for you. You've built businesses and you have had success, but you have also had to bust your butt to get to where you are. So for people who are not doing that, but who have an expectation to have what you have, I want you to speak to that. But in your way of speaking to it, because culture says you can flip a switch and drive a Bentley just because some actor on television has one or some 
athlete has one, but that isn't realistic. Right. Well, you know, just like you, um, I was um, I was raised by a mother. My father left us when I was four years old. My mother raised uh, three of us on $13,000 a year. And I remember going, uh, I was born and raised in New Orleans. I remember going to Shoe Town. I'll never forget, we used to catch the public transit system. My mother didn't learn how to drive till she was 39. Mm. So we used to catch the, uh, you know, the bus. And I remember taking the bus, Veterans Highway, getting off, going to Shoe Town. And I remember looking in the window, and there was a pair of Converse that I wanted. There was a pair of uh, Converse. And um, I remember asking uh, for the cost. And so I remember looking at my mother, and I remember us not having enough money. Now, here's what I don't remember. I don't remember if I was 11 or 12. I was, but it was right in that age. And we left that shoe town, and something clicked in my mind. And, and I said to myself, I will never, never have to ask somebody what a pair of tennis shoes costs when I grow older. And so it was an interesting thing. I never, I never worked hard because I wanted to be rich. Oh. I just knew I was never going to be poor again. Amen. And that's a big difference. It is a big difference. A big and difference. I can relate. And so uh, after that, I was extremely fortunate. I had some great, you know, there's only two ways to really learn in life. There's mistakes and mentors. And I had some great <laughs> mentors. I that is so real, good. Say that again. Yeah. You know, there's two ways to learn in, in, in life, mistakes or mentors. You know, that's so good. And 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 in one way is a lot more painful. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not talking about the mentors. Yeah, yeah exactly. The mistakes. Yeah. But boy, oh boy. I mean, people know you as the charismatic leading citizen of this region. And, and you know, but you and I have sat down and one of the first conversations we had, you talked a lot about your mother and how much you loved your mother and your family and how much she meant to you. And I just remembered we were having at places no longer here, Primo's down the yes, street. I that. And I just remembered being so appreciative because I thought then this guy knows where he came from, but he is still climbing. Young men right now are in such a bad spot because there is such a lack of positive role models yes. within it isn't it's, it's, a big issue among young black men, but it's becoming more and more yeah. a diverse issue yes. across cultures now right. with boys not seeing men right. in their lives. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I think you hit a great point. I think I think the root of a lot of the issues in the country, we can get political and all that, but I think it, it, it's, it, it's really uh, fathers not taking their roles and young men not having the, the role models and the right voices uh, speaking into their lives. You know, uh, I subscribe to this uh, little um, uh, email. It's called All Pro Dad. Mm. And, uh, of course, you know, like I just said, I grew up without a dad. But one of my, anything I've always decided to do, I want to get better at, right? You know, I had one of my mentors tell me one day, the day you think you arrived is <laughs> the day you departed. Yeah. Right? And so That's it, good it doesn't matter if we're in sales if we're in athletics, if we're in ministry, if we're in politics, if we're in academia, the moment you think you've arrived is the moment. This is the reason it's a lot harder to stay a champion than to get to the top. It's a lot easier to get to the top. But to stay there, this is why Nick Saban is a phenomenal guy. He right? is unbelievable. Because, again, he can repeat. And it's hard. I mean, uh, uh, it's hard once you win the Super Bowl. 
the national championship, the World Series, to repeat again. Because you're not as hungry. You're not as focused. You're not as driven. Can I ask a question about that? I know because we only got a couple minutes left and you got someplace else to be. Nick Saban, uh, Michael Jordan, Donald Trump, believe it or not, uh, scions, titans of business and athletics or whatever, they've got an inner anger about them. And I see it, but I can't. It's, it's like the most complicated Rubik's Cube on the planet. And I've spent time trying to figure it because it, it, I want to understand it. Nick Saban, and for most people, he's been gone from here for so long. He's been gone from here 10 years now. Huh? Almost, yeah. Well, yeah, ten, no, uh, Saban, uh, uh, Miles got here in 05, yeah, so it's been years. almost 11 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And when he was here, he was angry and, and singular-minded. Everybody knows the stories of Michael Jordan and how much of an a-hole he was in, on the practice facility. What about that? Uh, do you, what is your understanding of that kind of inner fire? Yeah, well, you know, again, I think um, uh, I think it's all based on the perspective that, that we have. I mean, to me, it's not just about, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I looked at those guys. All, every one of those guys, have, have they've worked their tail sure. off. They've been driven, all that. But you know what I look at now? I look at for men. The men that I respect and I admire the most are the ones that uh, – are, for lack of a better word, well-balanced. Sure. It's very difficult. You know, great, you have all this money, but you neglect your kids. Or, oh, sure. Or your wife, right? Or or, or, or your spiritual life, or, yeah. your, or, or physically. Sure. You, you're just a mess, right? Yeah. You know, and, and so I think it's different. Uh, part of passion, uh, you know, you called it anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, or passion, that's yeah, a yeah, good yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more passion yeah. than anger, okay. right? Yeah, uh, and I think uh, uh, passion really is about the attitude and the energy that we bring to whatever it is that we're tackling or that we believe in. How do you keep it? And 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 well, I I got to tell you, it's a great. Um, I have a presentation I'm doing in a couple of weeks. The two enemies of passion. Let me give them to you. It's called fatigue and broken focus. You can add a third one and overscheduling. The three enemies. <laughs> the three enemies of passion fatigue broken broken focus and over scheduling and over scheduling those are three uh because let's just take fatigue uh you know a lot of people think that oh i'm stressed i'm stressed well guess what stress is a good thing yeah unless your muscle stress it's not gonna grow yes yes thank you the issue in america is not stress it's our inability to replenish our energy. And there's mm. four types of energy. There's mental energy, emotional energy, physical energy, and spiritual energy. Mm-hmm. And we don't know because we're not in tune with energy levels. We're not replenishing them. In other words, some people think if I just work a little bit harder, I get better. Mm-hmm. Just the opposite. You know what? You've been grinding for eight hours. Take a break. Think time. Yes, sir. Re- recalibrate. Yeah. Go work out. Yeah. Go act. Disengage replenish your energy so you can be more focused so you can be uh, uh, more effective and so again i know i'm getting off a little no, bit no 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 but but, it's but, good. but but i think that's extremely important i mean you got to make sure that you're replenishing your energy. this is why our vacations are extremely important yeah. time off of work listen we're the most productive country on the earth but we're dying at, high, at faster rates than anybody else in the world 
I'm not you know, good at the vacation it, thing. It, I got to yeah. get better at I that. I know. Listen, <laughs> I, I never used to be either. Yeah. I was so sick that I used to say, you know what? I don't need to go on vacation. And I'd rather be making money and I'd rather be on top of my business than going away. And then what you realize is that it's not a healthy thing. No, it isn't. It's not a healthy it thing. It isn't. But yeah. I don't think, I, I think there, there are people, like I don't mind downtime. And, uh, you know, you want to certainly be there for your kids. You know how it is. Uh basketball games and recitals and all the things that fathers do that sometimes you really don't want to do, yes. but you, there's no way you'd miss it. Right. And those things are important. We talk about the positive. I do want to ask you this question and boy, am I interested in the answer to this? What pisses you off? Ooh, it mm-hmm. pisses me off. Mediocrity pisses uh, me off. Tell me about it. People that take shortcuts. Yeah. People that want to take out of the system without putting anything in. Talk to people it. People that want to reap where they've not sowed. Yes. I mean, that really, uh, a sense of entitlement. Let me tell you one thing I learned from my mama. You know, she, 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 she said, listen, doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, male, female, rich, poor, young, old. You know, she says, when you carry responsibility on your shoulders, there's no room for chips. <laughs> and I yeah. never forgot it. Yeah, you know, excellent. When you carry responsibility, <laughs> you should yeah, that's right. there's the room for chips. So, <laughs> uh, uh, um, you know, people that don't take personal responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big problem in our country today. Yeah. It ain't going to be the government. It's not going to be the next politician. It's no. not going to be anybody. Look, at sooner or later, we've got to look in the mirror. I used to have a friend of mine, and <laughs> I love the story. He's, he says, Julio, every day. He goes, uh, when I go shave, I said, uh, you know, a lot of people have their affirmations in their mirror and they look at it. And and and, and uh, he said, I have a little note and I look at it every morning when I go shave and I read it to myself. And the note says, you're looking at the problem. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no question about it. You know what I find, though, and, and, and we'll wrap up on this. Uh, you know, I have over the years learned to guard my circle. That's right. And in this business, in the in the advertising, marketing, public relations business, as you well know, if you are not a gregarious, inviting person, it is harder to have success because you want the opportunity to at least understand people as, you know, as Covey says, seek to understand than to be understood when you are doing business, because that's the only way to win. You have to know what someone's issue is before you can give them a smart solution. But I have come to understand that sanity is something you should protect. And one of the better ways to do that is to not allow too many people inside of your mental sanctum. Talking to people when even they're having a bad day and things are not going great, it's because of the situation, not the way they think. And so you can motivate them and they'll go, you know what, man? You're right. Yeah, I really as opposed to those who don't want to hear anything positive because they, they're at that pity party, you know, table of one. Talk about guarding because I've done that and it's been my thing. I'm private. There's, there's, you, you're not going to find a whole lot about me that from me on social media or anything else because I just don't do that. Guarding your your circle. Yeah, I think keeping the right people important. around you. Yeah, talk ex- about that, please. Extremely important. Uh, your environment and. Um, I remember I had another, 
uh, I had a coach in high school, and he used to tell me, he goes, show me who your friends are, and I'm going to tell you what you're going to be, right? <laughs> you hang around negative people, cynical people, you become negative and cynical. Yeah. People that whine and complain. You hang around people that are positive, they're looking to do things yes, solution-oriented, yeah. you become like them. And so uh, let me sum it up this way. It's very simple uh, and, you know, as I break it down. I, I believe there's four types of people in our lives, those that add subtract, multiply, and divide. Mm. And I believe it's up to every individual, at least this is what I've done, I've decided I'm going to get closer to those who add and multiply to my life and to get away from people that are subtracting and dividing. Uh, even family members. I don't I don't have any toxic especially friends. Especially family members. Yeah, especially, what do you mean even? Yeah, it's yeah, especially. especially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't hang out with toxic people. I don't care if you're a relative or if you're a friend. If you're a customer, if you're an employee, hell no, I protect it. And here's what I realized: <laughs> the older I get, yeah, the more important my nose have gotten. So I know how to say no. When I was younger, I used to feel guilty, yeah, used to feel bad. That is so good. You yeah, know? But I'm with the you. older I've gotten, the more I realize how important it is to say no. Listen, I'll whip it out faster than machine gun <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> because again, you have to protect your sanity. Yes. And, you know, yes. I, gosh, we haven't seen each other since maybe early last year in Perkins Row. Happened right. to be there, yeah, and you and right. your bride were there, and we, right. we talked. And every time I see you, it's always good because we're always trying to be upbeat. Right. I never walk away from you going, God, I'm glad I'm done with that, you know? <laughs> but there are people, yeah. and I'm, I, I, we would never call names, but there are people that you oh, know God, you yes. walk away from, you're yes, going, like, good. God. Well, you know, they're life givers and life drainers. And wherever I go, one one thing you asked me something at the beginning of our session, I want to be a life giver. Yeah. I want to know, hey, you know what? When I go to my grave, you know, they go, man, that dude, that dude Julio, you know, he gave it everything he had, you know. And, and, and so I want to be a positive influence. I want to p- build people up. I want to encourage people. You know, we live in such a negative world right now, and everybody from those high achievers that you've mentioned to the shoeshine guy, mm-hmm. everybody is looking for some encouragement. I want to do two things, and then we're done. One, I would like you to let people know how they can contact you, how they can get the, the daily mental snack, anything that you do. Let's first tell people how to learn more about Julio and follow what you are talking about, because I think that's important. The, yeah, they can go to juliomalara.com, Julio, J-U-L-I-O, Malara, M-E-L-A-R-A.com. If they go to the website, they can get, uh, I have a weekly mental snacks mm-hmm. uh, 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 e-newsletter that goes out. It's free. I just want to encourage people. And so uh, uh, there are thousands of subscribers and uh, they can go there and any other information uh, that they would like, they can pick up there. And then finally here in the last you know, 60 seconds or so, for someone listening, starting the year, they're trying to find motivation, they're having a difficult time, uh, someone who really wants to be in that sweet spot of positivity that we've been talking about, they want to get there, but they don't have a practical way of doing it. Just take a few moments, however you want, uh, however long you want, and just talk to people as you would if you were talking to a crowd in the Superdome or someplace like that that you've done. Well, I think the first thing I would do is challenge them to take out a sheet of paper and 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 write down a list without thinking about the obstacles and the adversity. But wherever you are, you know, um, what do you want to be? What do you want to have? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Um, who do you want to do it with? And because, and, again, you know, if you don't have any goals, if you don't have anything to aim for, you know, if, if if any road will take you there if you don't know where you're going. And I think that's really the first point. You got to start. Hey, is it that you want to become a better husband? 
Hey, is it that you want to become a better mother? Hey, is it you want to be a more effective leader? Hey, is it want to be I want to be a more effective communicator? I mean, whatever it is. Hey, that I want to buy my own house. Hey, that I want to buy a business. I, I, I don't know, but whatever it is, you've got to write it down on paper. Two, there's a great little book. It's called uh, uh, Miracle Mornings um, by a guy named, by, the, by the name of Hal Erod, e, uh, e I believe is the way you pronounce his name. But Miracle Mornings, and I think that book, it's a self-developmental book, but I think it's probably the most practical book I've ever read that gives you a step-by-step to start your mornings off in a positive way with your goals in mind. I mean, people need direction. Obviously, you know, uh, um, I've got, you know, in two of my books, I have some practical steps there too, but this particular book by him, um, is a real, real uh, good one. And he has some science there behind uh, the power of starting your morning off in the things that we talked about, exercising, reading, meditating, all these different mm-hmm. uh, uh, things. And so I would actually start there. Then last but not least is begin to remove some of the things that have been impeding your ability to achieve your goals. And so would that be, listen, when I made up my mind, I, I want to be closer to, to people that add and multiply and get away from people, subtract and divide. That meant I had to cut some friendships off, right? I had to do limit my year. exposure to some uh, uh, relatives, right? I do it every year. Yeah, exactly, you yeah. know? And so you got to be cognizant. Yeah. And here's really the bottom line. You've got to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just wait. And explain. You, you got to be intentional. Wait. You got to be intentional. Some people, uh, uh, I've sat across people that have come to me for counsel, or I'll be in a coaching session within my own organization, and they go, "I know, I know, I know." And I look at them in the eye and go, "It's not enough to know. You got to do." Because guess what? The guy that's overweight, he knows he's got to lose weight, right? Because health wise, because he doesn't feel good, he doesn't feel the energy, but. You got to cut down on the bad eating. Mm-hmm. You got to get to the gym. Mm-hmm. You got to eat healthy foods, right? You got to change your lifestyle or you're going to die in 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's not enough to know. You got to be intentional, meaning you got to take some, right? You, you write down your goals, then you got to take some practical, some practical, tactical uh, action steps that you're going to take that, that, that start off daily and start small. Here's where people get off the track. It's like this bogus, you know, new year's resolution yeah. and goals that people get off track. It's because they're trying to eat the enchilada all with one bite. You got to take one <laughs> day at a time, one step at a time. You know, it's really one day at a time. We don't value in America, the law of process and the law of process really dictates that, that, that things are done sequentially day by day week by week month by month we value the big event right we want the big home run we want Mm -hmm. the instant quick rich scheme right we want the silver bullet we're looking for a quick answer right but but nothing a good marriage a healthy lifestyle a successful business I mean, it takes takes time. It takes time. It's it's like hey, the microwave versus the crock pot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do I want fast food or do I want something that that roasts, just marinating in that crock pot for eight hours? You know, the journey is important. Yes, the journey is important. Like you said, those relationships with your spouses, with your with your kids, it's important. But I love everything you said, and it's it's important to protect your happiness. 
I'd love to have you back. I hope we can do this. Man, I appreciate your friendship. My pleasure, man. Always enjoy seeing you. Oh, man. Julio, he's such a good guy. But again, one more time, juliomalera.com. Yep. You can follow him there. He's a great man. Buy his books. Hey, (laughs) there are Barnes and Nobles or at my website. And if you haven't done it yet, subscribe to The Daily Report. There you go. We got a few thousand people who listen to this podcast. Listen, it's great information. You got a great team. Building a good team. Building a great team, which is really a key for any person who wants to build a business. You have to have a great team around you. Even Christ had a team around him. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, why is that so important? Well, again, uh, you're only as good as your people. There's no such thing. Uh, The organization doesn't build the people. The people build the organization. And at the Business Report, 225 Magazine, and Register, 1012, the Daily Report, all of our different product lines, we've had... Uh, we're now in 14 years of consecutive growth, even wow. through the recession. And when people ask me, you know, what what has been the key? I, I tell them it's been two things. It's been our people and our ability to innovate. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we've got a great team. Uh, probably, uh, I'll sum up this because I know we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, probably the best advice I've ever, uh, I read the book Nuts, uh, and it's based on uh, the Southwest Airlines um, c- culture. Sure. And Herb Keller's leadership style. Yeah. And there was one sentence in there that resonates with me today. He said, I treat it. Now, remember, Southwest for 30 years, the only airline that made a profit. That's right. You know, only made a profit. And it was fun to fly on Southwest. They're fast. Right. Take you anywhere. And they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, He said, I take care of my people, of my teammates, the way I want them to take care of my customers. And baby, you take care of your customers, they're going to take care of you. And then the bottom line takes care of. So again, you got to nurture your people. Your, your, your culture with teamwork has got to be by design, not by default. You got to make sure, again, hey, fair wages, good wages is great. But the, the two top reasons why people typically leave organizations, and the research bears this out, number one, lack of appreciation and yeah. recognition, yeah. and two, lack of personal development. In other words, I'm not growing, man. Not growing. I'm just going through the motions. I'm stuck yeah. here, right? And so we got to make sure if you're going to build a great team that you're constantly valuing your people. And, and the way you value them, you show them appreciation, you recognize their efforts, you coach them up, yeah. you stretch them. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's how you build a culture uh, uh, um, of winning, I believe. And and, and um, again, I've been extremely fortunate. We've got some outstanding, outstanding people, but uh, it's hard. And guess what? It takes a lot of hard work. It, it takes does. a lot of energy. It does every day to be a motivator. And I could tell you, I've done business with Business Report and I've had clients buy in Business Report. I spend money. I actually, I just did last month with Business Report. Well, thank you very much. Well, yeah, well, you know, I do it. I, so, you know, I don't kiss your behind. I spend money over there. You know, maybe you ought to buy me a drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but no, it's, it's, it's true. And the people there are always motivated because they get it. And that is so much of the truth. But listen, this has been great. I'd love to have you back uh, yeah, as often my, as my you'll pleasure. do it. Thank you. JulioMalera.com. You can follow him on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And he's a positive guy. All right. Thanks, Julio. Thanks. All right, Clay. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. 
posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Powerful discussion with Julio Malera, right? He really is a motivated guy. You can see the focus. You can hear that intensity, the focus in him as he's talking about so many of those issues. And we'll get Julio back sometime in the next several weeks to talk more about being motivated. And if you guys have questions or things that you'd like me to address, not only with Julio, but with any other guest, you can email me, clay at podcast225.com. Or, of course, you can contact me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR. You can follow me there or on Facebook backslash Clay Young, and you get the updates the day the podcast launches about who's going to be on the show and what we may be talking about. We don't give you give away everything in the announcements. We kind of want you to listen to the show. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button. You can get the show every week. You don't have to do any work. It pops into your podcast app, and you'll be able to hear the Clay Young Show every week. Earlier this week, as I said and record uh, this show, Louisiana inaugurated its 56th governor, 49-year-old former House Representative John Bell Edwards, who is coming into office with a mountain of challenges ahead of him. Chief among those, the budget. Now, he's also got to address health care in Louisiana. He's got to address higher education here in Louisiana and the funding thereof. He's got to deal with this issue of keeping the best and brightest young talent in Louisiana because we're, you know, the state's losing them by great numbers to places next door like Texas where you can go and uh, it really is, I'm really, really bullish on what's happening in Texas right now, but he's got a lot of things that he's got to deal with. And I think one of the things that he can't deal with or he should not be focused on a whole lot is the politics of that office. Because if he does, he'll be a one-term governor. John Bell Edwards won that office on the back of two big issues. One was a rejection of the Republican candidate he was running against. Republicans either stayed home or voted for John Bell Edwards in a large enough number to have Edwards blow David Vitter out in the runoff. The... Second issue is a lack of confidence in what has happened out of that office from a Republican. And there wasn't as much fire. I think if at the end of Bobby Jindal's eight years, you could say, man, he did a smashing job. Everything went so well. Louisiana is making money. Uh, the, you know, We don't have any deficits. We're really in a good place. I think people would be reluctant to change. Now, this reality for me means Louisiana isn't moving from red to blue as much as it wants to move from stagnation to progress. And he's got an opportunity. If John Bell Edwards governs from the middle and if he fixes these problems, largely problems of not of his own making, I think that he stands a good chance in four years, okay? If this is all about politics with both the Republican House of Representatives and the Republican Senate, it's just going to be a long nightmare. Now, earlier this week in Louisiana, and for those of you who are not from here, you're hearing these 
I guess these realities about what happens in the state. Just uh, just enjoy it as political theater, okay? But earlier this week, uh, the governor had selected House Representative Walt Leger to be the Speaker of the House, and he was going to be running against Representative Cameron Henry, who, by his own admission, is somewhat of a firebrand. And there were Republicans who didn't like Cameron Henry. Well, Taylor Barra, who was another candidate, uh, kind of a long shot in this race to be senator, or excuse me, speaker of the House, speaker of the House, not senator. Uh, Barra ended up winning the House speakership, largely because of work done by outside business people. And Steve Scalise was actually involved. That's right. (laughs) Steve Scalise, U.S. Congressman Scalise, was involved on the side of the Republicans. So if the governor, who is a staunch Democrat, works with a majority Republican House, majority Republican Senate to fix what's broken, I think there is no other way to look at this than to say this guy is doing the best job for Louisiana. But the challenges are real and there can't be any smoke and mirrors here. And I, as a business owner and resident of the state, I'm curious about what that's going to end up looking like, and I would be shocked if we didn't hear something about a tax increase over the next few months. In fact, there's going to be a special session of the legislature in a few weeks. I was at the first Bessie board meeting of the year yesterday, and with the new members being sworn in, and before they were sworn in, and the the swearing-in was conducted, the oath of office was conducted by Commissioner of Administration Jay Darden, and before the meeting got started, he took a moment to talk about some of the issues facing the state budget-wise. So I would say pay attention. If you want to know what's going on, don't miss an opportunity to kind of listen in on what these people are talking about on the news or read it in the newspaper to see what we are going to have to do to fix this and make no mistake about it. The politicians are going to put the plan together, but the weight is going to be carried by the citizens of the state. And that's just the bottom line. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about what's coming. Next week, what's coming is uh, we're going to be talking with the ladies from the wellness studio again about depression, how to recognize it, what can you do to deal with it. That's coming up on next week's show. Listen, enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope that you're having a good one, and we may have made it just a little bit better here on the Clay Young Show on the Talk 107.3 mobile app free at iTunes, and of course, at podcast225.com. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.